I'm still Rob, and I am definitely a compulsive overeater. I've had a short-term career as a compulsive overeater. It hasn't really been that long. I don't know too much about it. It's um, coming up on 61 years. I think I started when I was about six months old, and I was off and running. I've gained and lost uh, over 100 pounds several times. Tried all the things, you know, uh, chapter three of the big book of Alcoholic, Alcoholics Anonymous talks about the things we've tried, switching from this to that, um, not doing it during this, not doing it during that. I tried all that, um, medically supervised weight loss, uh, I had a gastric bypass surgery. Um, I tried these capsules that expand in your stomach exercise bulimia. Um, I remember in college thinking that actual bulimia was the answer for me. It would have been had I been able to do it more successfully. Um, it just wasn't part of my story. This reading is really interesting to me. Um, the first point of courtesy must always be truth. I, I fully agree with R Ralph Waldo Emerson there. But then I, I seem to part maybe a little bit with this, that we need to speak the truth to others that, you know, I, I think it even talks about, do I really believe withholding the truth to protect someone's feelings is doing them a favor? I think it might be. I, I think it might be something I've learned along the way. And my first sponsor taught me this. Truth without love is brutality. And just because something is true does not mean the recipient needs to hear it. Um, there were five steps to this. Is it true? Okay, let's say it is. Is it kind? Well, maybe, maybe not. Does it need to be said? Does it need to be said now? Does it need to be said by me? I may not be the best messenger. If I don't come with this so-called truth with a clean side of the street, and it may be damaging to them, what am I doing? My second sponsor, the one that I, I call a gift from my higher power, the one that the first sponsor prepared me for, because I don't know if I would have appreciated the second one quite the way I did um, had I not had the first. It's an amazing plan that um, my higher power has for me. I get to see little pieces. Anyway, my second sponsor's original sponsor was a rather famous fellow. Um, if you heard the name, you'd probably recognize it. And uh, he had a sticker on the mirror in his bathroom. And the sticker said, you're looking at the problem. His sponsees would come over to his house and, you know, complain about their lives and this and that, how they were mistreated and people were rude. And he'd say, well, great. Do you need to use the bathroom? What do you mean? Oh, I, you know, you, you seem like you may need to use the bathroom. And after two or three trips after this kind of thing, they would get it and look at the sticker and go, oh, you're looking at the problem. Because a lot of times when I see a character defect in someone else, 
it's really a character defect in me. Transference and projection. Because I'm really good at taking other people's inventory. I'm really good at solving other people's problems too. I, I was an engineer. I, that's what I do. I solve problems. I look at a situation, I analyze it, and I come up with a solution. And in my mind, I can do that for people. Don't you know? No. I'm responsible for one person. That's me. I'm responsible for my inventory. Because the inventory told me all sorts of things. I mean, I knew them. I just didn't face them. A lot of folks seem to dread that inventory, that fourth step, you know, the um, thorough, painstaking look at themselves. I did it the old school way, you know, the four columns like they do in, in the big book, in, in the other fellowship. And then you get to that fourth column. Sometimes they fold it over. Sometimes they hide it from you. Oh, give me your resentments. Give me this. Give me that. And then you turn over that. Okay. What's your part? What do you mean? My part. I'm a victim. I'm, I'm a victim. Don't you know this is all. Oh, okay. All of these circumstances are around you like a wheel with spokes. You're the hub and you had no part in any of them. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? Yeah. Bad things happened to me as a child. I'm a victim. Really? Okay. Um, are you an adult now? Yes. Why are you carrying them around? I might have been a victim as a child. Um, I call myself a survivor. I don't call myself a, a victim of child abuse. I call myself a survivor. My part was carrying that around as an adult for about 35 or 40 years, hashing it over again and again and again. I got to the fourth step and the fifth step gave it away. I now see that person in a different light. I now honor them for the person they, was, they were. A lot of that wasn't their fault. They had a degenerative disease that impaired their ability to process information. As a child, I didn't really understand, excuse me, I didn't really understand that. As an adult, I do, and I can forgive them. Once we forgive, there's freedom. We can let go, we don't have to eat over that. And in my case, you don't have to drink over it either. You can have sobriety and abstinence. As the steps went on, I got to step seven and um, I felt a veil of depression lifting. I had fought that for years. Suddenly, um, the sky's beautiful. There's birds. There was snow on the mountains that I really hadn't noticed. I was singing in the car. That was a real change. The steps work. When I came in 30 years ago, I didn't work the steps. I didn't get a sponsor. I didn't get into the literature. I went to a lot of meetings. Um, I thought it was recovery. That's where the exercise bulimia came in. 
eating 5,000 calories a day and rollerblading 15 miles was my plan of action. And I'd go into meetings and say, yeah, I got an action plan. I'm abstinent. Really? Huh. Until I couldn't rollerblade 15 miles a day anymore. Then what do I do? Because I still had this hole. It's a spiritual hole for me. And all it wanted was more. And the more I put in, the more it wanted. Houses, cars, relationships, food, alcohol, work. Work. Where it really got crazy, where my disease went into full, I, I, I call it professional grade now, It's when I retired. Because when I sat down in a chair and I said, fine, you no longer have value and purpose. Because I identified with what I did for a living. Service gave me value and purpose. Giving to others what was freely given to me. And it hit me. You now have value and purpose. I believe now my higher power prepared me for service to others. I was a systems engineer. And here I was able to try to bring virtual recovery to others. I had no idea there'd be a pandemic. If you look at the, um, and I'll end with this. If you look at the last paragraph in the uh, forward to the fourth edition of the big book, you will find a paragraph that speaks to this time, modem to modem and computer to computer, we speak the language of the heart. How did they know? Here we are. This inner group is about seven weeks old. Our board members come from four different states. The big book talks about uh, folks that ordinarily would not mix. Here we are coming together in service to others, welcoming newcomers. And if you're new, welcome. It doesn't get any better than this. Thanks for letting me share today.